0: Hello and welcome to the Player to Coach podcast. Uh, This is episode 20. I'm your host, Josh Hill, and alongside me is my former teammate, good friend, uh, now co host, Jordan Alexander. Uh, What's going on, dude?
1: Not much. Just uh, chilling in the hotel room right now, out on the road for some work. Yeah, just uh, been grinding with uh, basketball and beginning of the season. You know, we're a few weeks in now with practice and just less than a month out now from our first game uh, which is kind of crazy it seems like like it's coming up fast so yeah just uh kind of in grind mode you know you know the drill you know what that time of year means so
0: oh yeah for sure it's it's weird being on the other end of it especially now that this is gonna be this is gonna be my first fall where I'm not playing or coaching and like being a part of a team so it's kind of a weird weird season where I get that. Uh, not necessarily anxiety but just that anxiousness of like ah, i feel like you should be prepping for something getting ready for something but mm-hmm. uh so kind of on the other end of things um i'm rocking my favorite sweatshirt it's uh the stanley basketball silhouette <laughs> there you uh, go it's you know best one of the best office episodes um you know get to tie it into this basketball thing and then i'm also rocking the uh little brace on my thumb and jack oh, it up playing Jacked it up playing basketball a little while ago and thought it was a jammed thumb, but usually jammed thumbs don't last for four weeks and then have shooting pains up your wrist. So a little bit nice. more than jam there. So, uh, but it's okay. Cause it's on my right hand. And if you haven't seen my Instagram, I'm a lefty shooter now. So it's just kind of that, that ball security part that I need to get down. But you know, the finish you is have still more, nice.
1: you have more reason to make the official switch.
0: I mean, I might as well. Um, It really is just a a placement thing now, but, you know, no problems there. I'm basically lefty now. (laughs) Um, All right. So this is, uh, (laughs) I mean, major NBA news. We were going to try to talk about as much as we could. The big and obvious one is Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole. So we're just going to jump right into it. I don't know if I've ever seen something escalate that quickly. Um and obviously there's two major parts to this. There's obviously Draymond punching his teammate in preseason. Uh so it's not like in middle of the season anything crazy's happening like the world's falling and it gets over emotional. It's like this is we're like w- week 1 in the preseason games like uh so he's already punching teammates. Uh not really sure what happened before that, but the, I think there's a another big storyline of how did this video get out? Um you know whatever whatever volunteer assistant coordinator whatever would just, you know, offer to <laughs> offer to paycheck from TMZ or whatever, whatever that happened. I think that that changes a lot of the perception of what the backlash of this is going to be, you know, obviously there's always going to be percussions of you punching a teammate um, and like a little bit of a fallout. But if all we kind of hear is like, yeah, like a strike happened, but like, we don't really get to know the intimate details of it. Like, the warriors can kind of do whatever they want, but now everyone's eyes are on it. And so you kind of have to um, adjust that punishment a little bit. And you would think that obviously in a perfect world, your punishment would stay the same, no matter if there's eyes on it or not, but that's just kind of the reality of life where, you know, if there's a video recording of something and you have everybody else's opinion, then that kind of gets adjusted. Um, however that works out, but I, I'm curious your thoughts on it. Cause that was that was a pretty uh, aggressive blow. And I don't, I don't really know what the lead up was to that, but it was, it was pretty shocking to see that video as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I think you kind of mentioned it. The, the biggest thing for me is I want to know what kind of led into that. Uh, like why, like, not that it's justified at all, but uh, what justified him to even think about doing something like that. Um I don't really blame Poole's reaction to shoving him off of him because, like, Draymond just, like, walked right up to him, right? But, yeah, yeah it was kind of – I don't know. That was weird. Like, Draymond started it and finished it. So, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was weird. And, there's, you know, there's all the, like – there's all the reports and allegations of, like, did Pool have this coming and da da, da da and all this stuff. And Igudala has been pretty vocal on social media of, like – don't try to play that storyline of like, you know, Jordan Poole had this, you know, you know, coming towards him sort of thing, like for a while now. So it's just really interesting to kind of see if anything will come out as to like what the reasoning is, or if it ever will, I I wouldn't expect it to I think um, from like a professional standpoint, I don't think it should um, unless that's disclosed by, you know, Draymond and Jordan Poole um, themselves. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But like you said, I I don't know how the video got released. That's pretty crazy. That brings like a whole new layer into this. Draymond has to do now, like if he's going to be suspended or how long is he going to be suspended or what are the repercussions? I think the video being leaked plays, um, a really big role in that happening and what that, you know, outcome is. So, um, be interesting. I, you know, you hear of like in practice, you know, scuffles and fights and, um, we've been a part of practices where there's been things like that but not to that extreme um, that was pretty crazy so yeah it's just it's just weird really interested to see how it plays out i don't i don't really know it didn't seem like things were good you know Draymond in his interview was it yesterday um, kind of talked about how you know things haven't been going good for him off the floor Using in a bad mental space but like it's still inexcusable um so who knows it just seems like there's a lot of drama with this but
0: yeah for sure it's um yeah you're right we we have been a part of a few practices that have gone to that and i think in general now it's kind of a like oh, okay there was a fight in sports so like guys got up in each other's faces and then you know the teammates kind of pulled each other back but then you see the video and you're like oh shoot that was like that dude was really swinging. And it it wasn't even, it looked like the team was in shock because nobody like ran to break him up. Like there's a few coaches in the area that kind of pushed him apart, but it was like, did this dude just swing at him? Like immediately, like it was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know what was going on with Draymond in that moment. Um, yeah, just a wild scene. And it, it kind of putting on your investigative cap, like it wasn't the greatest quality of video that came out. So I wonder if that was like a security camera, like from the gym that they're at, like whatever that may be, not necessarily like somebody on their team that was like setting up to f- like record a video. Cause it was like, it looked like it was recorded on a calculator type of <laughs> type of quality. So uh, I don't, I don't really know what that, what it exactly was. So hopefully, you know, nobody who's trying to climb up the video coordinator ladder over then the Warriors building got <laughs> executed over this, but um yeah kind of it was just wild because i think that was most people's response is okay there was some some fight that happened and it's draymond just being draymond or whatever but then you see the video and you're like dang this dude he really went for him and he like kind of charged at him like when he was on the ground too it wasn't it wasn't like a swing yeah. and walk away moment it's it's pretty wild so um i don't i don't really know i don't really know where the line on this is but it is always something I think about often is like the perception of different people. Um, Like you think about when the last dance documentary came out and like, I think this Mm -hmm. is like the story have been talked about before, but like MJ punched Steve Kerr in practice, but like it's MJ. So a lot of people's response is like, Oh, well like that's just MJ being MJ, you know, like most competitive guy in the world. And obviously like, the situation is probably vastly different, but it is always just interesting how reputation and perception of a player. Like I think if there was a lot of other people in the league that tried to punch a teammate, like would have, the reaction would have been different, but because it's Draymond, you know, yeah. I think the the reactions is escalated a little bit. And um, I mean, that's, that's kind of around, around every sport and, and life really like if, when you're when you're winning and you're perceived a certain way like your actions are perceived a certain way so i don't i don't know exactly how um how this is all going to play out and i don't know how you'd be like cool with a guy after getting punched like that you know it's not like yeah I, i don't i don't really like i don't i don't know how you actually become because you can be cordial i guess but anybody who's made a you know a deep a deep playoff push and like had that really close tight knit team. Like there's, there's trust and, um, there's like a togetherness, but I don't, I don't know how you have that when someone's like actually trying to take your head off. Like that's, that's pretty crazy scenario.
1: Right. Like, can it be repaired? Um, can the relationship be repaired? I think a lot of it maybe has to do with where the relationship was before. Um, but, yeah, I think the other interesting, like, thought on this is, and you kind of just, you know, mentioned it, like, reputation maybe of Draymond and how people respond to it because of who it is. But how think about how uh, tough this is for the Warriors organization in general. If it was anyone, it'd be tough, right? But think about how much protecting of him – and how much he represents the warriors and how he's represented the warriors over the last, you know, decade. Um, Thinking about, you know, him getting suspended in the finals for like kicking dudes and um, just like how vocal he is in the media and now with his podcast and um, like he kind of is the person that will just say whatever. Right. And the Warriors have allowed, I guess, allowed him to be himself in that way. But now they have to figure out the situation with the guy that creates the most controversy within their organization. Right. So um, it's just really interesting. Like if it was someone else in their organization, that wasn't maybe as important of a piece or wasn't as controversial as him How do they handle that? Like, it's going to be handled different than I think it would be with the player X because it is Draymond, right? So, it's just really interesting. And he is – like, he's easy to hate if you're a basketball fan. Like, he's one of those guys, like, if he's not on your team, then you don't like him sort of thing. So, um, yeah, he's kind of done it to himself. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be weird. It's going to be really weird to see how the season plays out because of it. I mean, dude, it's been weird last like month and a half. Like the two teams that played in the finals got all these all this drama now all of a sudden, um, within the organization. It's just for very different reasons, but still.
0: Yeah, it, it is interesting. And and with Draymond, it's kind of one of those things where you you take the good with the bad because there are so many great moments that he has where it's like somebody who's not that passionate and plays the way that he does doesn't affect the game that way but then you also get the other side of it as well where you know the same type of passion and energy and drive and vigor towards you know trying to win could also bubble over in the wrong way so it's it's one of those things where yeah he's built himself a reputation and you know anytime you know Draymond Green's mixed up in some sort of a fight it's kind of like ah like Draymond doing Draymond things again but there's also the other side of it of like some people Um, you know, never get into scuffles and never get into that, but they have those moments where it's like, bro, do you care? Like, it kind of be nice to, you know, show a little bit of. So it's, it's always fascinating. Obviously, like, there's never an excuse for like (laughs) punching a teammate in the face, uh, especially the way that it happened, but it is kind of one of those things where it's like, you do kind of take what you get, you know? Like, I don't, I don't think anybody who, um, has watched the warriors all these years can can deny like how how great of a basketball player he is like and it's hard to point to like a specific skill that he has but the the willingness to play the role that he has to have the emotional effect on a game and to be somebody who's so like like his um to just be in that like ultimate supportive cast role, like to make Steph Curry even like greater than he is. So I think it's, yeah, it, it's just fascinating because he's so good at impacting the game, but there are definitely so many of those moments where it's like, dude, need need to tone it back. Like, you know, getting taxed getting at bad times. Like, you know, you just kind of take what you get, you know, <laughs> um same thing that's made him great is the same thing that also you know tends to pull pull back a little bit but um
1: is it safe to do you think it's safe to say that he and Jordan Poole maybe didn't have an actual like maybe the best relationship like because you're not going to do that to like your boy right like am I is that crazy to think like like he's not I don't know Like, maybe he has a relation. Maybe he has an okay relationship. And it's probably, you know, not fair to like assume or guess, but maybe they have an okay relationship, but it's nowhere near like that great of one. Like, you're not going to do that. Like, I'm not walking up to you and doing that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That, that one's interesting because I think that, I think the thing that would, that separates a lot of this discussion is like how, like how quickly he went straight for like a punch to the face and how hard it was. It wasn't like, you know, you're swinging cause you're mad. And it was like, I should have pulled back a little bit or whatever. But like, I, <laughs> like my, um, I have some other best friends and it's kind of like, a, um, not that we throw hands at all, but it, it is a little bit of like, I know what I know it gets you going. And so if like, if you say something to me, it's like, I know exactly what to say to get you going. And it is a little bit of that. You know, that um fist colliding type of a thing. So I don't but I don't see that with them. And obviously this is coming from a perspective of somebody who is not in the organization. I don't know them and I just you know, I play two years of NAIA basketball and I'm just observing from Chicago. But but it doesn't yeah. I don't know. It's it's fascinating. I don't I don't know. i like you said, and shoving about, a
1: teammate is different than what he did.
0: Right. That that's what I'm saying. Is like there's um like I I would say I'm more willing to throw a punch at a best friend than I am at somebody who I'm not close with, but not the way that he threw that punch. You know, like, like I a pushed, playful. I,
1: I pushed Peyton Martin off of me in a practice one time.
0: <laughs> I do remember that. That was freaking awesome. You guys were good at it. And he's Love my it. guy,
1: but like I like I I Shout wouldn't throw a hay I wouldn't throw a haymaker <laughs> like <what? laughs> For sure. Like For sure. that's great. Like, like Draymond, it's easy to say. Like, Draymond's not doing that to Steph or Clay. No. Like, so well, first of all, if he did that to one of those two guys, like he, <laughs>
0: he would be. Like, he's
1: long gone. But You're like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's just wild. Like, yeah.
0: it is. It's crazy. Also- I guess
1: I wasn't expecting to see that. I wasn't expecting to see the video be that yeah. extreme, right? Because like we didn't think as soon as it came out, the video wasn't out yet. So you're kind of like wondering, like how bad was it? What actually happened? And then you see the video, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Dang. <laughs> like yeah. I just, yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you you kind of mentioned it there, as far as, um, or a little bit ago about if we're ever going to hear like why that happened uh, from either, from either Draymond side or Jordan Poole side or uh, you know a third party but i kind of doubt it yeah i I doubt it i think i think there's so much especially with the video coming out i'm sure the organization is pissed about that first of all and so now it's going to be like okay this needs to be in-house like they're gonna they're definitely gonna have to lay down that law especially with their pr department having to deal with all this and all of that but i don't yeah i don't i don't know if we ever find out what that is
1: um do you think um do you think this escalates like like an extreme take or something like do you think like one of the two dudes is gone like or someone's traded or the, the, you know, i don't know like do they not resign pool do they not give him an extension is like is this something that's going to be prolonged and affect a long time from now if you had to make a prediction like people say that dream on ran KD out right so like is this one of those situations are we kind of seeing it happen i don't know
0: um i think i think it could but i think it would be more of like like every gm's job is to take every phone call and to listen to every offer even if it's like no like obviously we're never going to straight like trade Steph Curry but like if somebody calls and puts together something for Steph Curry you're at least going to listen you know and so it's kind of one of those things where it's like they could have something already in the works or an idea about somebody and it might just be like well like this is already kind of a situation we might as well just kind of neutralize it but I don't see this being like get pool out of here or like get green out of here because of this thing so it could be like the straw that breaks the camel's back to make a move but um I don't I don't know if I don't know if it'll ever be directly related though because I mean we've kind of been in this this like the last two years it's kind of felt like when is Draymond going to kind of fall off because I mean once once his athleticism goes like you know what how effective can he be Um, other than being like a, a Udonis Haslam <laughs> type of role on the bench and uh, I mean I'm sure that especially right now and like he's he's been playing well the last few years but there's just those guys where like they don't they don't translate very well to an older vet type of role um and you know can just rely purely on their skill like what and like no offense to drama but like what skill does he have (laughs) you know other than just being a good um a good glue guy a good you know he can play the game of basketball very, very well, but like his skill set is hard to like define, you know? But
1: yeah, it'd be interesting. I think I'd be surprised if something crazy happened with that organization. Um because like their future is pretty promising with in, in the short term future, right? Like they with Draymond, they have a legit shot again this year. Um, and in a little bit longer future, like pool is kind of that one, you know, he's kind of the guy of that up and coming young core for them. So, um, is that something that's going to get broken apart? I would, I would guess no, but I don't know. It's just crazy. Maybe it's just a speed bump and their story. I don't know. It's just, it's a big speed bump.
0: Yeah, I mean, really the best way to handle this is just to have Draymond say, here, you get a free shot on me, call it even and go, you know? Well, well,
1: obviously recover because I think he played in the preseason game tonight. So, Oh, he did? I think so, yeah.
0: Draymond was out there. So, just like this happened with the Warriors organization, this happened – uh, not this exactly <laughs> bad transition, but uh, this stuff like this happens all the time. And I think the the talking heads in sports that I've played uh, previously for have, have hit this on the head multiple times where it's like this. Let's not get too crazy. Like there's a video of Aaron Donald swinging the helmet at the dude in preseason right. this year. It's just like that. Just it it happens like get really, really competitive people fighting for. spot or you know whatever it may be and it's it's an emotional game whatever it is but um it, it happens all the time so kind of leading into um we kind of hit on this how is this going to affect them long term team chemistry like how 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 exactly do you build that how do you recover from something like this um i i think one of the best ways to build team chemistry is to go through a tough time like just like yeah. any just like anything in life, like any relationship, any um, anything that you're working on or a passion, like if you don't if you don't know how, you know, you're gonna react during a hard time, then you don't really know who you are, kind of a thing. So I, I think that's a really good way to figure out what time of a what type of a team you have. And I don't know if it's exactly witnessing a teammate punch somebody, but um that that is always a big thing. So what what are some of the ways that you can um, from a coach's perspective maybe influence or drive or um, get your team chemistry to kind of gel a little bit quicker like we talked about on a, a previous episode you guys going on your team your team trip and stuff like that where you get to know guys off the court but how how important is team chemistry and how exactly do you how exactly do you build that
1: yeah um, first of all I think it's super important. I think you have to have it if you want to, any chance to win. Um, and you can get team chemistry in multitude of ways. Uh, like you said, going through a tough time together. Um, I think things like that either break you apart or they bring you closer together. So um, if you can come closer together as a team through a tough time, I really think that you're building chemistry. Um, and you're building a stronger bond. Um, but yeah, like some things that, you know, we've done or, Um, would have to be, yeah, like a team retreat. Getting to know people off the court, I think that's really important. Even if you don't plan on being buddies or friends with dudes on your team, like off the floor, that's totally okay. Um, I don't think you got to be best friends with everyone on your team. But when you know someone off the court, I think it directly translates to how you play with them on the court, how you communicate on the court, how you respect each other on the court, um, what the expectation level is. You might get where someone's coming from a little bit more whether you agree with it or not right so um, i think getting to know people off the court is really important um, through conversations through uh, being vulnerable um if you really want to it's just like any relationship right um i think you have to be vulnerable if you want that relationship to grow if you want there to be chemistry there um so and that can be a tough thing for people especially um, for teammates, um, how do you be vulnerable with a teammate, right? Like, um, talk about tough times that happen in your life, basketball or non-basketball related, um, things like that. Um, yeah, I, I just think, like, the grind of a season and the grind of, like, practice naturally is going to help a team build chemistry. Um, but, like, the speed bumps along the way, how you can come out of those things helps a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. a lot
0: of different ways I feel like for sure I I think one of the biggest ways for for myself um was like road trips for sure Mm -hmm. because I'm getting to getting a maybe bunk and like you know get a hotel room with somebody who you might not normally hang out with or you know you get seated on the bus with somebody who you might not normally hang out with or and and it's one of those things where you're in a hostile environment and in an a way game and um, you know, you got nobody, nobody supporting you there. It's just uh, sometimes you get some nasty crowds and it's just kind of one of those, like, it's just us versus them. And so it's, it's in those moments that it's really easy to, to bond a little bit, um, a little bit quicker with some people who you may not have bonded with incredibly. Um, I mean, you might have, might not have bonded with very much before especially when it's your own gym you can kind of get in and get your warm-up stuff in on your own time and whatever but when you're bussing from from place to place and it's um you know trying to recover after an away game when you don't have your own training room to go to and all that type of stuff i think i think that's a it's a quick way to uh to build a little bit of team chemistry and just get to know i mean because that's really what it is, is just getting to know your team um, you kind of mentioned it's, it's not always just on the court stuff, but, um, yeah, it, it'll naturally happen over the course of a season. And it really is just kind of how you respond to, to adversity. Like that's just all it is. Um, you never really know who your team is until you respond to adversity. Um, yeah. I think, I think every, every coach <clears throat> knows that, you know, it's, it's always great to go on a big win streak. It's just kind of, all right, when are we going to be faced with, you know, team jumps out to a 15 point lead, you know, right off the bat, how does your team respond in that moment? Is it kind of a like, "Well, just F it. It's just one of those games, and you know, we're just gonna call it a day and hope for a better turnout next time." Or are we really gonna buckle down and grind and trust, trust the offense that we've established? You know, and trust our teammates to do their job and really chip away at this lead. It's it's that kind of stuff that really um, builds up that that equity of trust um between your teammates i think that's the that's the biggest thing is that trust factor because you can have good off the court chemistry with somebody and be buddies but once they once you see them start to slack off and or maybe not respond the best way to adversity that can kind of create a little bit of a divide of hey man like come on we're supposed to have one goal like like see some dude who's maybe not getting the playing time that he wants and um you know, rather than speaking with coaches and teammates and finding ways to finding ways to contribute and be um, a positive in that role, might start to um, like, hey, that I just shouldn't be getting my playing time, or you know, that that kind of stuff that starts to wedge in between. I think those are the kind of the thorns and wedges that kind of get in between true team chemistry. Um, but yeah, I think that's the kind of stuff that that really does make make or break teams on any level. There's there's a bunch of talent out there and there's a lot of great coaches. But if a team isn't on one heartbeat and um, actually willing to like fight for each other and play together as a team, that's that's such a that's such a driving force than you know, just a team that has, you know, a bunch of talent or a really good coaching staff, a really good recruiting class. It's that if guys are actually willing to buy in actually willing to go and do stuff selflessly, that's what, that's what really is like the X factor in a team. But. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's cliche, but it's
1: like that we over me mentality for sure. Um, you know, like, especially at the college and professional level, um, I'd say most high school situations too. Um, like the goal is to win. Right. And that requires, um, a team first type of mentality, um, which it's really a lot easier to build team chemistry when you have that mentality versus like, what can I get out of this as an individual? Um, and what's best for me. Right. And not the team first. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that sometimes is an adjustment for players making, you know, the jump from high school to college, for example, right? Like, the college level, we're trying to win. Like, we're trying to, you know, make postseason runs. We're trying to win championships. We're trying to get, you know, have a great season winning. Um, and, yeah, you're trying to do that in high school too. But, you know, now, like, even I feel like more recent – um, than it used to be, and, it, and it's always been like this. But there's a lot of high schoolers that are like trying to get a scholarship. Well, that's a that's a me thing, right? Um, and there are college players out there that are trying to get a pro contract. That's a that's a me thing. But a lot of that stuff is a byproduct of how your team success is. Um, and so, um, yeah. yeah, I just think like it's important to have the right mentality when approaching, you know, what, what team chemistry um, can really look like for you, um, and your team, wherever you're at. So,
0: um, unfortunately we lost Jordan due to <laughs> some, uh, um, hotel internet connection issues. So, um, thankfully he finished up most of his point. And, uh, honestly, I didn't have too much else to say about team chemistry on that front. So, um, we're just going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. A uh, few things we've got some some awesome new content coming out soon that is different from what we've been doing. Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna spoil it just yet. Keep you guys on your toes. Um, so we got that coming up, probably gonna come out in the next two or three weeks. Um, just to kind of kick off the college basketball season, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, so we got some new content coming out soon. Got a few ideas for some different forms of content. So if there's something that you the listener would like to see uh would like to see more of that we've done before um you've seen somebody else do that you think would be good for us to do a little bit of a little bit of least listener feedback wouldn't be the worst thing and so um don't worry i'll be scrolling through millions and millions of different comments and suggestions i'll get to everybody eventually so uh feel free to drop something in there uh whether if you guys watch on, um, watch on YouTube, or if you guys just listen on uh, Apple podcasts or Spotify, or if you guys just, um, get to our clips on social media, um, all are welcome and appreciated. And we thank you guys for, uh, your support and your listening and all that good stuff. So, um, if you guys have any suggestions or, um, see something that you think that we would enjoy doing, that would also be good. We've got a few ideas kind of cooking up and, um, making sure, you know, all the nooks and crannies are taken care of before we actually start doing that stuff. But, um, yeah, I got some fun stuff coming up. I know I don't do this often, but got to do it, you know, please subscribe, like share this with other people. Um, again, if you guys don't like what we do, what are you doing? Uh, just move on with your life. I don't blame you just, you know, just move on. It's okay. But, um, if you do happen to like what we do, or you know somebody that would like to listen or watch what we do uh go ahead and share it with them really appreciate you guys for listening and anytime you guys are just working on chores around the house if you guys got a long drive this weekend you know feel free to just pop on you know player coach pod you know we appreciate you guys Peace.